welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and what a joy to be with you. Today, we will start our podcast with a discussion about dream setting. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message, which is our happy note for the day. Again, the topic that we will begin with is entitled Dream Setting. Let's get our show off to a great start. All good things start with a dream. The dream becomes a vision. The vision becomes a plan. The plan becomes a reality. You may have seen this quote. One must understand What is being said here? Dreams lead to excellence. And how true that is. One must dream before he can achieve. If you dream, the thoughts become fertile in your heart and your mind, and you're able to carry them out. Of course, now, we're speaking of conscious dreams. Unconscious dreams, although they can be eventful at times, but I know I've had some that were wild. They can't be controlled, but the conscious mind can explore thoughts that could lead to inventions, plans, and goals. Have you ever longed for something? Maybe it was a material item. Maybe it was an intimate relationship. Maybe it was a specific secular achievement. Whatever it was, you had the thought come into your mind. Maybe a passing thought at first, then you thought about it more and more. Pretty soon, it was in your mind, day and night. It became so real to you that you could taste it. Within certain boundaries, this desire could lead to goals, which could help you achieve your dreams. Now, the reasoning behind saying certain boundaries is because we don't want a dream to become so fertile in our mind that it leads to wrongdoing. We don't want to become a dreaming thief, for instance. That is not dream setting, nor is it an enriching goal. We want our desires to lead to worthwhile goals. When these desires lead to dreams, and then we begin to set goals, we call it Dream setting. One of the greatest dream setters of all time was Walt Disney. Walt Disney envisioned a mouse. Now we got to stop and think about that for a second because a mouse is one of the most hated rodents in the United States. But somehow Walt Disney dreamed of seeing a mouse as beloved. He accomplished this goal created animations with the most beloved mouse in the world. He didn't stop there. He dreamed of a theme park. In this theme park, he saw a castle. Only problem was, where he was talking of building this castle was on Swampland. He was the only person that was able to see This vision, why he dreamed it first. He told investors about it. They thought he was crazy. Some even stated 
He had lost his mind. Well, we saw what that dream became, didn't we? Walt Disney, like us, made sure that the goals that he set through his dream setting were SMART. SMART being an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. The S stands for specific. The M, measurable. The A, attainable. The R, result-oriented. And T, time-bound. A specific, measurable, attainable, result-oriented, and time-bound. Well, let's take a brief look at each of these words that make up the acronym. The S, specific. And being specific, one must not have the desire as the goal. For instance, your desire might be to gain riches, but just riches in itself is not specific enough to be a goal. Our thought process has to be narrowed. M, measurable. Measurable is important in dream setting as it adds to our lack of frustration, we can say. It aids us to know how close we're getting to our goal. See, without measurement, we may get frustrated and just give up along the way. The A, attainability. Attainability is extremely important. Some say that nothing is out of reach. Well, I don't know if I go along with that, and I'm not trying to be negative. Some things are beyond the realms of reality. In saying this, I'm not speaking of one's lot in life, but the goal in itself might be unattainable. For instance, to wish to run a Fortune 500 corporation without any of the credentials desired for even an entry-level position within the corporation would be unattainable. Surely the point is not lost in the example, and one can see how an attainable, unattainable goal would lead to frustration as well. That goal has to be attainable. The R, results-oriented. Our goals must be results-oriented. Every step along the way, we should see results that bring us closer to the realization of our goal. This will avoid our goal from being abstract, but having reality throughout. T, time-bound. Finally, our last letter. T. See, our goal should be time-bound. It shouldn't linger on forever. It should have a specific date of realization. Jim Carrey, famous actor, once wrote himself a million-dollar post-dated check. His goal was smart, and he achieved his goal on the specific date. Now, we might want to make that date firm, or it may have leniency based on the goal. Not to change our point, but we have to surround ourselves with supporters. Avoid those in life who are dream killers. Some either wish for you not to succeed or they can't imagine you reaching your goal. They should be put far away from you because what they do is 
They stand only in the way of progress. And the sad reality is that oftentimes your dream killers are close to you. Actually, they would have to be in order to know your goals and to be able to introduce doubt into your mind. Don't allow anyone to prohibit your achievements. Set your goal and march forward, never looking in any direction except forward. For your goal to be real to you and for you to measure your progress, be sure to have your goals in writing. A goal is just a passing thought if it's not written. In addition, remember that you can have multiple goals working simultaneously. Just be sure to make them smart. Now let's dream set and yield success. This is the part of our podcast that should cause us to stop, think, and reflect on what's going on around us, what's happening in our world. We're going to take this time to talk a little bit about cost of living. You see, one of our most revered jobs, or it should be one of our most revered jobs, is that of an educator. In North Carolina, we're going to pick on North Carolina for a reason right now. We'll mention a little later on why North Carolina was selected out of the entire country. But North Carolina, the average teacher's salary is around $54,370. Again, $54,370. And as we know, that salary could vary all over the country. Now, the median rent price in Raleigh, North Carolina, as of June 2023, is $1,000. $895. Now, you may not be the greatest mathematician. Maybe you are. But you've already figured out a problem, right? If the average teacher makes $54,370, average rent, $1,895, that means that there's a shortage because that teacher's making $4,530 a month. And most rental agencies require three times the rental price as approved income. Three times that $18.95 as approved income to get into the place. So that puts our teacher out of the running. Can't rent that place. What's happening in the world around us? And even in Raleigh, we're going to now mention while we're talking about Raleigh is that there are huge corporations that are moving in. These three corporations have made it known that they're going to make Raleigh home, whether that's a warehouse or headquarters, what have you. They're coming in and they're going to make Raleigh proud. At least that's what the people thought. The only issue is these three corporations are bringing in their own executives and many of their mid-level executives. They're not hiring 
within the community. They're not bringing people in that's already residents of Raleigh. They're coming in with their own people and their own salaries. Most of these people make way more than our school teacher. So that's what's causing the rising cost. The cost of living is continuing to increase because Raleigh is attracting new residents and the demand for housing is outpacing the region's supply. And also, nobody is hiring these people. It's already here. And eventually they may. They're going to need a workforce. But in the meantime, the folks that's coming in got the big bucks and forcing the community that's already there out. Where is our school teacher going to live? $54,000 don't seem like chicken scratch. Except if you live in Raleigh, North Carolina. When you think about all of the cost of living that's needed, you see, it's not just housing. First, if we talked about our, our educator, they've got to get the place first. But in addition to that, they've got their utilities they've got to pay. They got other bills and expenses. They've also got transportation. Again, we're picking on Raleigh, North Carolina, because it does have a busing system, but it doesn't have mass transportation like uh, New York City, for instance. They also got to eat. And let's talk about the cost of that right now. If you bought food that was $100 in 1985, in 2000, that same food will cost you about $170. So from 1985 to 2000, we had an increase. That same food, $100. Now, in 2000, raised you to 170 Well, by the time you get to 2011, it uh, goes up. We're at $210 for that same grocery you could have bought for $100. In 1985. Well, if you look at 2023, that same food that cost you $100 in 1985 will today cost you $350. That's $350. Again, we're going to turn back around, pick on North Carolina for just a moment. Not that it's an awful state, beautiful state. A lot of people moving there, a lot of reasons why. But if we turn around and we look at the state of North Carolina, and it's not just a state thing, it's also federal that's in there. If an individual need supplemental help with the cost of food, they're going to get $281 per person. 281. So let's just say this educator lives by herself. She wouldn't even qualify with that $54,000 salary. But if we had somebody that needed help, they're going to get $281 of the $350 they need to buy groceries. And is that going to be enough to last 
the entire month, they better be frugal. Chances are the answer to that question is no. And we've seen even the price of margarine go up 22%. Frozen vegetables, 18%. Flour, 17%. Frozen non-carbonated juices and drinks, 15%. Condiments, including salad dressing, 15%. You see, food prices, prices rose 6.7% between May of 2022 to May of 2023. But it had already risen 10% from 2021 to 2022. So now we're 16% over where it was in 2021. So that puts the average person, if they want to live in Raleigh, North Carolina, if you factor in your housing expenses, which we talked about that earlier, you factored in transportation, because you're going to need that. And you factored in your food and medical expenses and your taxes. And let's just say you applied a 50-30-20 rule. The 50% meaning money towards needs, 30% toward wants, 20% towards savings. You're going to need to make almost $68,000 before taxes to live comfortably in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's $68,000 before taxes. Our poor educator, right? Because our poor educator makes 54.3. Where are they going to live? How are they going to eat? How are they going to get to work? There better be two educators in that household. Which brings us to our question. How did we get here? This is the part where we get to our special interest part. And one of my special interests is super trains. Yes, you may be surprised to learn that it's not just automobiles and airplanes that are capable of incredible speeds. Trains can actually pin you to the back of your seat, travel hundreds of miles in the blink of an eye. In the world of trains, China has the largest high-speed rail network. The Asian giant has the longest high-speed line on the planet, 1,429 miles. The highest which is a bullet train to Tibet at an altitude of three miles and has in the pipeline a trade train that intends to break all records, a bullet train that can reach 620 miles per hour. Now, we've got to know. We've got to talk about it. Stop for a second. This is not a traditional train in the usual sense. It doesn't necessarily run on a conventional track. It uses a system of magnets to float above the track to avoid the problem of friction. And these are interesting because the only moving part is the train itself. That means these trains are not only faster than conventional trains, but also quieter. In 2015, one broke the record for the world's fastest manned train by achieving a record of 370 miles per hour and then ran it again 
in the same month at 375 miles per hour. Outside of that train, China also has a train called the Blue Red Dolphin that does run on conventional railroad tracks. And it's one of the fastest conventional trains in the world that's in regular use and commercial service. Operates at a top speed of about 217 miles per hour, but in a test, achieved a top speed of 270 miles per hour. And of course, not to be outdone, the TGV in France has a standard speed of 198.5 miles per hour. This train uses motor cars with a total power of about 12,900 horsepower. And it set a world speed record in 2007 by traveling on conventional rail lines now at a top speed of 357 miles per hour. Wow. But then we get to my favorite. The Japan Railways East, they call it the JR East E5 bullet train. Now, it pushes the limits of speed capacity, and safety on its lines. It runs up to 200 miles per hour. Each train has 731 seats and 32 induction electric motors delivering an impressive 12,900 horsepower. It's constructed of light aluminum alloy, has an active suspension system, which allows it to navigate curves at higher speeds. Some are even used in the underwater tunnels of Japan. Now, if you look them up, they're known for their extraordinarily long nose resembling a Corvette, which is designed to reduce the sonic booms created when trains enter tunnels at high speeds. Now, of course, as the son of a railroad engineer, all of this simply excites me. Of course, I wish we had one in the United States. The reason given is the numbers. Of course, right? You guessed it, probably before I said it. You see, because a rail system can vary anywhere from 20 to $80 million per mile. The big reason why America is behind on high-speed rail is primarily money. It's not the engineering, because our engineers work all over the world. You see, we don't commit the dollars needed to build these systems. It's really as simple as that. So, I guess if I want the super train experience, I better book a flight overseas. Sunflower message today comes from Barbara Vance. And it's entitled, Why Me? If you have to ask, why me? When you're feeling really blue, when the world has turned against you and you don't know what to do, when it pours colossal raindrops and the roads a winding mess and you're feeling more confused than you ever could express, when the saddened sun won't shine, when the stars won't align, when you'd rather be inside your bed, the covers pulled above your head, when life is something that you dread and you have to ask, why me? Then when the world seems right and true, when rain has left a gentle dew, when you feel happy being you, 
please ask yourself, why me? Then too. Beautiful words to think about. As we all go through struggles at times, but those things are only temporary. We have to know that brighter days are ahead. We hope you enjoyed this airing of Live, Laugh, Talk. This is James and George's baby boy signing off until our next show. You know it. We just simply can't wait to have that time with you then.